Thank you for downloading this sermon. We hope you've been blessed by this ministry. If you'd like to give back, please invest in the future of Clearnote Church through our capital campaign, Faithful Through All Generations. To make a donation, visit clearnotebloomington.com give. Tonight we have Claudio Molina preaching for us. Claudio and his wife Amy and their daughters have been here for almost three years, right? Yeah. Almost three. And uh, what we have come to see uh, over these years is that inside this man, hidden behind a uh, language barrier, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he doesn't speak English. (laughs) (laughs) His... uh, is a man who knows, who, who loves and knows God and who loves and knows people. Um, and God has gifted him um, with discernment and with love for people. And so we want him to preach to us. Uh, this will be the first time he, he's ever preached in Spanish. I mean, no. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, in English. He's preached many times in Spanish. And so, um, pray for him, open your heart to him, and to the word of God as it comes through him. Let's pray together. I'm going to pray for you. Father, we thank you for Claudio and for Amy, for your work in them. Thank you that they're here with us uh, all the way from Argentina. And we pray, Lord, that you would help him now uh, to preach your word to us. And that you would work in him and in us in such a way that we hear your word and we are strengthened and encouraged, Lord, both us and him. Please be with us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So good night, everyone. It's a... It's a good privilege to me, uh, the opportunity for preach the gospel. Um, I talked with my wife. She was uh, really helped with me about the traduction for the sermons. Um, she read it to me, she read it to me. So if you never hear in your past uh, somebody talking in tongue, without interpret there, this is your nine, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We read, uh, we read uh, John chapter 13. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good moment for, for Jesus and his disciple because it's a, Personality I really like it, how Luke said in the, his gospel that um, um, Jesus, he decided, he decided to uh, take the Passover with his disciple. He decided. So when, uh, read the, when, when we read the John, we can, you can see that Judas uh, is was left for uh, outside, and when Judas is no was he was there, 
outside. Um, Jesus started talking with, with disciples, and to me it's like Jesus was more in love with him, love with they, right? I think because we are read, we are read John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. It's a moment special, it's a intimate tone, I would say, when Jesus talked with the 11 disciples, and in this is saying, is saying, he said, that you love one another. Jesus wanted to convey to them the way, the soul, because when will not, no longer be with them. He wanted this thing to be clear and be a reality in the life of each of them. That you love one another. And this, Jesus said, is a new commandment. When we're thinking about uh, that you love one another, something is easy and something is difficult, right? Something is really hard. It's because we have sin in our life, right? So, um, it's because our sinful nature is our selfish. Um, this leads us to love others only if they love, they love to me. It's like uh, we, we love for another if it's somebody love me, right? I love those people, like love like my skin color, for example, my brown color. Or I love with the people that they like in my race, or people, or I love the people uh, who do me favors. This is not my disposition for love, right? This is not what Jesus said in this moment. But all the time, we are thinking about ourselves first, and then we are thinking about the other one, right? <clears throat> that is not love. This is not narcissism and ego idolatry. We have a word in Espanol that's egolatria. It's one word that makes ego and idolatry. It's a good, it's a good word for understand. Sometimes, um, when we're thinking about how we can love one another, I am from Argentina, everyone knows that. So the love, the show love, demonstration of love is really different, right? Different culture, right? And sometimes when we read the Bible, when we read the Bible, uh, we are thinking about culture, and the, what is the Bible, and what is the culture. I am living with another culture, or I live together with a, two cultures, 24 hours today, right? So many times, I can see what is different in between culture or between Bible, right? <clears throat> and maybe this is a point, again, as to love genuinely and truly. Now, what part is culture and what part is biblical? Five years ago, we moved with my wife 
and two daughters, we moved from Argentina to, to here, to the United States. We started living in South Carolina, where Amy grown up, uh, and we started attending the church where our family was attending. They have a ministry, ministry, like a David Mighty Man, it's a, with, a, with a man. The name is, was a man's around stable. So the only difference is that they divide between six and eight men in different groups. It's like a small group but with men. They go into the house, listen to the sermon for via the internet, and then everybody talking about what is it, the, 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 the teach, right? So I, I remember the first time when I attended this meeting because it was at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'd say, okay, oh, this is a joke, right? It's a mistake, right? But no, it was at 6.30 in the morning. Right? So wash his face, you know, and try to pay attention for the Scream TV. 6.30 in the morning, right? <laughs> so never, never will you be able to gather a single man in Argentina at <laughs> 6.30 in the morning, right? <laughs> Not me. Together, get, together men in Argentina, you are thinking about in the night, when all the men finish the work. It's probably 9 p.m. In a, in a good day, right? And you need to have a food, because it's really important for the Argentine to have a food, and you never can finish in one hour or two hours. Probably it's all the long night, right? So what is the culture, and what is the Bible called? Obviously, the schedule is culture, right? Obviously. What is the, what is the Bible? That we need to teach the men, be responsibility, be leader with the, with the family, leader in the church, right? Nobody can say nothing about that, right? So a schedule is cultural. Biblical is teach the men, be responsibility. I, I say that because, sorry. I say that because it's, um, it's easy to stay behind the culture. It's easy, right? Somebody can ask me, um, how I can explain you? Um, the, Bible, the, the Bible doesn't say anything about the culture. The Bible is the God word. Like Jesus said for this last, uh, this is a new commandment, um, the love you love one another. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, about what Jesus said. Sorry for, sorry for that. Thank you. The Bible doesn't, doesn't say anything about what time or how many times we should have a meeting, but it's very clear, it's very clear what he must teach and how we should teach. You, do you know the, the Latino culture, right? Um, it's friendly. It seems that nothing is planned. 
or is it, if we have a plan, it's very flexible to meet. I mean, we don't have problem for have affection, um, whereas the places everyone gets with a kiss, including the men, like the, my country. When I visit my first time, do I stay? It was in 2009, and my, I was really excited about the trip. And my wife told me, "You never say hi a woman with a kiss." Obviously, not a man, right? And I say, "How we can say hi?" She said, "Okay, shaking the hand at the man, and the woman say hi." You know. I say, okay, it's the same, you know? Okay, I can do it, I can do it. Obviously, say hey, it's a culture. But the Bible doesn't say, it only say that we need love one another, right? So I am thinking that probably in Argentina it's easy. You have a demonstration, probably it's easy. It's different than here, but easy and hard and truly is different. Because I can give a kiss everyone, but I don't now say that I am love, right? So this is important. Jesus is not, the Bible is no culture. Jesus said you need love one on another. I think, I believe that in this time, there is a few church that continually have a biblical foundation and many of them, with a desire to grow up uh, any price, acquire strategies in the world to have a little to do with the world, and consequence cannot difference what is the Bible called and human love. And when you are talking with a Christmas, Christian, debate about homosexuality, feminism, and abortion, what you can hear most are those current and arguments that belong to coming to the world and not to the Bible. And then we can ask people that twist the scripture like a pastor um, and teach that you can reach your dreams, that you can be yourself and everything that and you can achieve if put your mind to it. This is, doesn't leave much room for you to look at another beyond yourself. A few, a few months ago in Latin America, it was a, a conference, a big conference, uh, and they were uh, attending a thousand people, dozen people. And the one pastor um, is, was preaching. Uh, he said, he was talking about the love, love one to another. And he said, the difficult that some have a love in others is because they do not love themselves, right? The reason we hate others is because we hate by yourself. And you are critics with another, another one because you are criticized with, with you, right? It sounds like, ah, oh, this is okay, this is nice, it's true, right? But it's everything is about you, not about the other one. And Jesus say, Jesus doesn't say love you. Jesus say love one another, right? Obviously, this is this is a this is a crab, right? 
Um, that we need a first, we, we, you can f first fix yourself and then you can be able for help or for love another. Jesus is not a psychology. I came and fixed everything you complex. And Jesus is not, and doesn't he run a group or private motivation club, club? When people sit in circle and look to each other and say, loser, 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 right? This is not Jesus. This is not the reason because Jesus came. He came for salvation. In the same way, you can find thousands of books in the library, church, uh, evangelist uh, library, that you can, you can find in the bookstore full of self-help books that they have very little to do with the gospel. Eight steps for feel comfortable with your church. Three ways for you teenagers respect to you. Five ways to win your brother over without you losing in the attempt, etc., etc., etc. Right? It's nothing talking about what is the gospel. It's everything about you. You, you, and you. So, how is the, the love one another Bible code? Verse 34 says, I have loved you as I have loved you. It's a simple, the answer is there. You, know, you love one another, one, one another, as I have loved you. And you can argue anything against this. Jesus is our example. Jesus is our example. It's what he was highlighting to his disciples that night, so that we see him and follow his example this is no love basis about culture. This is pure and sincere love of Christ. He came with his word to be born, learn to walk, learn to speak. I understand Jesus this moment again. That's a live the life that you and I call no life. That the life with you, that live it without sin and obedience to the Father, who gave himself, who suffered in pain, who was punishing, spit upon, scourging, and his people, for, for his people, who spilled all his blood, I payment for our sin, and who died for his church. So that we call have salvation, so great that we will never have been able to accomplish for ourselves. When you're thinking about Jesus, when you think about the example of Jesus, this is the way that Jesus loved you. He came and he passed away. He died on the cross. So every time when you're thinking about how I can love my, my brother, in the same way that Jesus. The same way Jesus. It's not selfish, Jesus is not selfish, right? So let me ask you, are you loving your brother like Jesus? Are you loving your brother? With the same, with the same commandment that Jesus did, 
strictly for yourself, your interests and your own well-being, as Jesus did with us? Everything. Do you know how much your idea can change when you're thinking or you understand what Jesus did for you? Everything can change. Because you understand how I can do it for my brother in the same way. And all the time we can lose when we're thinking and we have a comparison with Jesus. But Jesus said, you love one another like I did for you. Jesus was in the heaven with the Father and he saw everyone, he saw the world. And so this is a mess. And immediately Jesus takes responsibility for you. So if you're thinking about that, you can start change how you can love your brother. He came and take responsibility for you. And love, and he passed away and died for you. It's not something like Jesus said. I said it's a, we are, he, he was with a disciple. And not say, ah, ah, remember, uh, you can love one another. It's not the same way, right? He said, one comment, one comment more I have for you, that you love one another like I, I did for you. When we start thinking about love, right, we can think about um, the word love, right? But Jesus, he, he's an example for us how we can love together. And you know, we need his blood. We need Jesus. We need the Jesus blood. Because we need his, we need his compassion because we are really pitiful and he loved for us, he was made him take responsibility for dying and suffering for our sin. He didn't go to the cross blinding, say, I don't know what it would cost to me to die on the cross. He knew what is the cost for die in the cross. So this is the same way that you and me, we need love together. He went for the, for the cross of the Calvary, and all your crimes are forgiven. Your sin past, present, and those that you will command in the future. All them have been paid. Amen. Amen. And this, and this is the, what the same kind, the love that he asked us for love one another. It's the same love that we, he expects which you have for your sin, he asked for it a new commandment. What's the concept, what is the result if we love, if we love together? Verse 35 said, by this, all men will know that you are my disciple. This is not because culture, this is not because confession, this is not because of what I say, this is because I am loving has he loved me. We are glorified 
God and Jesus in that way. To love another is a spontaneous fruit, fruit, fruit of a mind and a heart renewed by God. There is, no, there, is ne, there is no another way. This is much more a gratitude and reverence we are praising, celebrating his name. Glorify him implies more than exalting him with our word in the church. It's also included honor him with everything we say and think. And we demonstrate with our, be, with our be behavior how God can transform life. And the responsibility for glorifying God is for every believer. It's your responsibility and my responsibility. When Jesus gave the last instruction and this last commandment to the disciple, he sent in health an example, son who glorified the Father by his own obedience to his, to his will. Glorify God is a search that must to be stopped or altered by suffering. We attribute importance to God the service in our life by loving one another as his lovers. Glorify God is not an activity only for the Sunday in the, when you come into the church. It's an study of life in obedience and devotion to God. Our life is about glorifying God because he is God. By this, all men will know that you are my disciple. The same apostle John wrote this gospel, was with Jesus this night, in the last Passover dinner. He was the one who was reclining behind, beside Jesus, hearing the instruction directly from him, and he here loved one another. And in his first letter, John, letter for John, obviously, he told Lord about the love I have for my brother and the love I have for God. They make us feel like we are in our home in communion, in communion with God and with his son, Jesus Christ. In the first letter, chapter four, verse 21, he recalled the night when Jesus celebrated the Passover and say, we have this commandment from him. John still had in the forefront in his mind the new commandment that Jesus told them that night. The one who loves God should also love his brother. And this already take us the beginning of the thing. The origin of my love for my brother is my love for God. For God. First John chapter five, verse two said, by this, this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandment. It's one way, it's not two options, it's not three options, it's one option. You love your brother when you love God. So you start loving God first, right? To have loved my brother is the evidence to God in my life. It is because my love for God and John Ave said, we love him because he loved us first. 
So the true love cannot be generated on the human level. It is a gift from God. It's not a love first. God love for us. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. Love your brother is noticed by the love you have for God. When we love God. I don't believe, I don't believe that love is just doing the right thing. I don't believe the love is just say the right thing or smiling, friendly, or being gentle with the people. This is the appearance for the love. This is not the love. I was talking like a Latino right now. Love to me is passion. Let me ask you a question. Do you love, do you have a passion for God? Do you love God? Is everything God for you? Do you decide God? Because it's the most important thing. Is God your passion? Is everything in your life? Obviously, we have difficult moments in our life. Yes, we have weekend and need prayer, and we need to be encouraged. Yes, we always throw temptation. We are our eyes astray. Yes, we all have that fight. But if somebody can see you and say, and can, can say, these men have a passion, not for plant church, not for mission, but for God. Is he enough in your life? The evidence that God is working in you is that you start hate the sin that before, previously, you love. And you start, um, and you start love the rightness, rightness, thank you to God, for God that before you ignore it. This is really in your life. Are you hate your sin that previously you were loved? Are you esteem God for above everything? He must be everything in your life. That's why I can love my brother, because I can love God. When the Apostle John wrote his first letter, he considered the word and something alien to the family of God. He saw when Judas was an alien and upside for the new commandment, covenant. We love, we love each other because we are family. We are from the family of God, adopted by the sacrifice of his son Christ in the cross of the Calvary. There is a man in Argentina named Sebastian um, whose only family had his mother that he was living with him. His father had abandoned them before he was born. He had no brother, no sister. They have only a cousin 
lived in a city, in another city, really, really far away from Carlos Paz. He had expressed his faith in Jesus, in Christ. Days before uh, Monte de Luz, our church in Argentina, to be an autonomous church, his mother suddenly passed, uh, sick, got sick, and she passed away. The, so he was by himself in the, in the Carlos Paz. The day we seen it, our membership in the church, he said to all of us uh, who were in the place, now I understand what I can do it. I mean that uh, now I have a brother, sister, mothers, and fathers. Right? <laughs> Obviously, yes. And when I talk, when I walk in the walking in the street, and I see Claudio walking in the street, I can say, this is my brother. Hey, look, this is my brother. I am no, I am no more be alone in this world, right? To this day, never, I haven't heard such a simple, direct, an honest answer like that. We are the family. If we start thinking about the family, like uh, John, he was with Jesus in the Passover dinner, we start thinking now, we are family. How can you remain indifferent about your brother how can you not greet him or look at him when you came to the service? How, could, how can you live occupied only by yourself? It is not about your culture. This is not about your personality. This is not about my language. Maybe. And his words say, you are still living in darkness and you need to repent and go to him. My family lives in Argentina. Emily's family is divided between Oklahoma, South Carolina, Hawaii, Romania. Right? So, for everyone. This is the family that everyone said, this is the blood family. Right? Because all the time we say, this is my blood family, and you are my brother in the church, my brother in the church. But my blood family is in Romania, South Carolina, Argentina, etc., 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 right? Let me tell you a little about my blood family. I didn't grow up with my family, with my blood family. We live in another, in another city. Really, it's not far, it's only four or five hours, but we never went to visit my family. But let me tell you about my blood family, because the first, my blood family, and then the brother for the church, right? Let me tell you about my bloody family, which are Catholic, worshiper of Maria, Mary, have idol in their home, this is true, have idol in the, in the home, to one day bring their request. They no, do not love to God or seek his 
rightness. My grandmother never had love for me or for my sibling, and she almost never visited us. And a couple of, uh, of aunts say that we are enemies because they are Catholic and I am Christian. Because I do, I do not adore Maria. And their nickname for me is the Protestant, assigned to us this, this disagreement with me. That is my blood family. This is commonly, I say, this is my family. This is first my family, right? That is my family. That is my family. So when John talking about and say, I was with Jesus, and Jesus say, we need love. He is the father, and now is everything alien with outside the family of God. My friend Sebastian said, you are my brother. I have sister. I have father. We are, let me tell you, we are family with blood. No brother, church. We are family for blood. A perfect blood. A different blood. The blood of Jesus. Right? So, what is your family? You are my family. You are my family. I never, I never have a, my life, it never was um, with my grandmother. Honestly, I don't love her, because I never, it was strange to me, right? But I have a lot of grandmother here, right? My first grandmother was a grandmother, Amy was my grandmother. We are family for a better blood and a perfect blood, which was effective to clean our revelation and transgression. That beginning in the enemy of God, and I am not a child of God. Let us love one another and glorify his name. We are trying with uh, my family. We are trying to explain our daughter. The important thing that everyone is our family. We need to live thinking about how Jesus loves you. And you going and do it like Jesus. Honestly, I am not thinking anymore about my blood family and my brother in the church. When we had the opportunity with Amy for talking about our testimony, it was to say, I was talking about your love for, for us. Because it's really important for, for us, right? And our small group is um, it's particular, a small group, right? Uh, it's really short, the list. Menson, Nathan, Linda, Millie, David, and Carol. That's all. This is, that's all. But everyone doesn't have family here. So, you are my family, right? You are my family. So, how you can live 
and not love your family. How you came in the church and working only in you and not watch anyone and not see anyone and don't say hi. I was talking about the culture because it's easy, easy to stay behind the culture. Uh, in, in this country, I don't, can, I don't get a kiss, you, so hi. <laughs> so, but Jesus, when he saw a man with leprosy, nobody touched the man. What Jesus did, he touched. All the people say, but he take a dinner with a sinner, with a prostitute, with alcohol, alcohol Alcoholic people, right? Other one never did that. So culture and Bible core doesn't matter. You need read the Bible, this book, the Word of God, and say, ah, we need love together. How? Like a Jesus did for you. Okay, I will do it. I really love this church when the pastor stay in the, in the door. It's a long line and say, hi, how are you going? Right? Jesus was with a disciple. He decided to stay with him and take the dinner. And you had the opportunity with like a family came and drink the blood of Jesus the reason because you and I, we are family. Thank you for the opportunity. Sorry for my language. And I love you a lot. Thank you.